Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. So we're going to jump right into our first segment today, which is called Girl What's Good. And in this segment, we talk about things that we've been loving for the past couple of weeks. Could be a book, a bottle of wine, a store, or just something in general that you've been loving. So Samaria, what's been good with you? Okay, I'm prepared today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So my Girl What's Good is an Instagram page but I believe this person is also a podcaster um, and has YouTube videos too. But her name is Dr. Tema. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's Dr. Tema, T-H-E-M-A on Instagram. And so she has all these like quotes. I think she might be a psychologist. Let me make sure. She's a mental, <laughs> maybe I was not prepared. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, she's a minister, a psychologist. I had that right. Um, a professor and she has like other things in her bio too but I just enjoy like reading the quotes that she shares on her Twitter and on her Instagram I pulled one up so that people can like get an understanding of why I like it so much so this one tweet said don't invest all your time in spaces that require battle mode carve out spaces for softness rest laughter love and creativity you are a whole living being not a machine so yeah I love I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I've really been liking her um, Instagram page. Our podcast page follows her. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love those types of quotes. And you know, you see that stuff on your timeline, whatever day you're having, it just like, you know, reminds you, well, in this case, to carve out space for all of those things that aren't like a fight. Um, yeah, so that's what's good for me. Yeah, I love that. Because a lot of times you see quotes on Instagram or Twitter, and it's things that we know, but it's it's the way that certain people can articulate it where it just hits different yeah the way that it's articulated the way it's laid out and that's something you could take a screenshot of and save it in your phone because you may, you never know where you may need to read something like that at a specific moment so it's so true I have so many of those little things like saved <laughs> on my mm-hmm. Instagram because they come in handy I mean sometimes I don't look at them for like years and I'm like oh yeah I do have this little folder here let me see and then mm-hmm. you know depending on what I'm going through at that point it could be very timely so okay so my what's good this week is this past weekend I celebrated my son's first birthday and yeah it's some so Mary and I celebrated him yes um, me. <laughs> yeah you were there <laughs> And yeah, so my what's good is for his birthday, I utilize two event planning uh, companies and they're based out of Atlanta and I have gotten married. So I have planned a wedding before, but I didn't do it in the traditional way. I had a destination wedding. So this was my first time planning a bigger event uh, for more than say 20 people. I said, you know what? I'm busy. I have a lot going on. We had way more people RSVP than we thought. And I was like, let me find someone to help me with this so that 
that I can one, get what I want, but also take some of the pressure off of me in terms of the planning and putting everything together. Long story short, everything turned out awesome, turned out beautiful. The first name of the company that I used is Diva Express Events. If you're in the Atlanta area, I would recommend them. Awesome to work with, punctual, everything turned out beautiful. We did put a video up on our stories and on on a post on Instagram. So if you're interested to see what the layout turned out to be, um, we did post it. And then the next company is Events Paradise Online. We'll have their information linked in the show notes. So you can go check out their Instagram page, but that's what's been good with me. And I will definitely be using them again in the future. You know, it's nice to be able to put things together yourself, but in being a new mom, you're busy. And if you have the ability to, I highly recommend hiring help, um, you know, to help you bring together the special day. Yes. Um, Everything did turn out nice. And just to plug our Instagram, (laughs) it's (laughs) at girlfriends and goals podcast. So that's where the video will be. Um, You guys can check out how it turned out for the first birthday party. All right, so we're going to jump into today's topic. Since this podcast is about like our journey into womanhood, we wanted to take some time to just reflect on the lessons that we've learned as adults. Hopefully you guys can relate to some of these lessons or find one or two that you need to learn yourself. So um, Yosha, I'll let you go first. What's the <laughs> first lesson you've learned as an adult? Okay, so for me, these lessons aren't in any particular order. Yeah. They'll just be, at random, I wouldn't say that one is more important or bigger than the other. But just to start, one of the lessons that I learned as a young adult and as I was transitioning into womanhood is that not everyone is going to like you. And I would also say even approve of you and the things that you do. And it's okay. I think when you're in that time period of middle school and high school, some of us go through that feeling of wanting everyone to like you or to find your place and where you fit in. And And it can become easy to think that something's wrong with you because Uh you may run into an individual that you just don't click with. You don't know why. I do know that I had a situation in high school where this girl was like, yeah, I've heard of you, but I don't really like you. I never talked to this girl. Okay, girl, I don't even know you. Who are you? (laughs) Right. And I'll never forget it because we were on the bus ramp and it was just so random. Like we were standing with a group of people. She's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. I know you. And I wasn't a popular person. I'd say I'd had a pretty regular high school experience, but it was just so random. But a little bit deeper than that, as you do make actual connections with people, it just may not click. And my lesson is it's okay. Not everyone is going to like you. You don't automatically have to jump to altering things about yourself to fit in to whatever mold or ideas people think that you should be. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that we go around thinking that we may not have to make small adjustments about maybe things that we might be doing or saying that could offend people or things like that. But when I say like, I mean, people who are being maybe overly critical of you, they can't really articulate why they don't like you. Maybe there's drama surrounding, you know, whenever you do connect with that person, can't see eye to eye or the things that they call out or disagree with you on just seem like they're nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so everyone doesn't have to like you and that's okay. Yeah, I used to have someone um, who would be like overly critical in my life. And I remember like, I think I must have been like 21, 22 at this point. And I was like, maybe you just don't like me <laughs> because like, <laughs> all the things that you're calling out about me that you're saying you don't like, they're not things that 
I think need to be changed. Like these are just like things that are reflective of my personality. It makes you you. Exactly. So maybe it's me you don't like. Like you need to maybe reconcile that with yourself because Mm -hmm. I don't think those are, it's just so many things at this point that are just a part of me. So yeah, I think it's interesting you said like high school and uh, middle school and your your specific example was high school, but you know, college and beyond in the workspace, like mm-hmm. people are just people and that's unfortunate sometimes. <laughs> but um, my first lesson, I guess could go along with that, but it's that you can't explain yourself to people who don't want to understand you. And mm. like, I think there are some times where people are just just committed to seeing you the way that they want to see you. So even if you do decide, oh, I'm going to make a change so that they don't see me that way, they're still so committed to misunderstanding you that they're not trying to get a full, clear picture of who you are. And so it's like, you can exhaust yourself trying to explain your you know, entire being to that person, or you can just live your life and try to go your separate ways because a lot of times it's, it's just not worth it. If I'm a certain way, and you just don't like that you just don't like that you know I can't sit Mm -hmm. here and be like oh you should like it because it's actually a good thing about me no it's not it's not even worth it most times I would say um so yeah that's just something that I've learned try not to over explain yourself to people who don't even want to understand you because they don't care right and I would even say if you probably were to change those things Mm -hmm. like hey I'm gonna make a concerted effort to be the person that they say that they want me to be I go out on a limb and say that they probably find something else because the key word is committed. They're already bought into thinking and feeling however they feel about you. Mm -hmm. And if they're already so far in, I'm not convinced that those changes would make a difference. So exactly. You're going (laughs) to cheat yourself out of like your your own personality just to please that person. And they're still not going to be pleased. So it's like, why are we even trying at this point? You know, so um, yeah, that that would be my first lesson. Okay. My second lesson would be that for some things and situations that happen in life, Uh only time can fix it or resolve it. And sometimes even time itself may not resolve the situation. Like it just will have to be what it is. And for me, I would say that this could be applicable to relationships, romantic, with parents, just different situations that happen where, you know, sometimes you just want things to happen right now or be fixed quickly. And when you're in that moment, your first thought may not be to think about how long or what all went into getting to that point or whatever the situation is. You just want it to be resolved, to put it behind you. And sometimes you won't have the right words, the right call to action. It literally will just take time. And then also, especially if emotions are involved, Mm -hmm. as time progresses, how you feel about the situation may also change or not. Yeah, I've I've learned that as I've gotten older. And also just to accept that if there is a situation, even if time has passed, if it's not going to resolve itself in a quote unquote ideal or positive way, that that's okay. And that's just a part of life. I think sometimes reading motivational quotes and depending on who you may listen to, to draw inspiration from life can be painted with a picture of like, Hey, things are going to work themselves out or things are going to be good. And you know, you just keep trying and it'll, it'll, it'll get better or it'll evolve to something that you will like in terms of the outcome. Mm -hmm. But that's not always true. And I've just learned to be at peace 
least if I get to a point where I see that, okay, this doesn't look like it's going to change or fix itself or resolve it, resolve in a positive way. Okay, well, now what? Yeah. Me just like getting to a place of peace and just letting it be. Yeah, that's And if if it's just crummy situation or it's not ideal, now I just need to be thinking about being at peace about it and moving on with my life. Hmm. Okay, so um, I do agree with that. I think sometimes you just have to learn to let things go. It kind of goes along with our like last episode, the segment where I was saying like sometimes people try to encourage you to just like keep on trying, keep on putting effort, right? Stick through it. This and the other. And there are certain things that I think it's worthwhile, like certain things that are worthwhile doing that for, you know, but not everything. And I think a part of like becoming an adult um, in Mm -hmm. our case, becoming women is really like taking the time to reflect on what's worth, you know, putting all this effort into and what isn't. Um, So yeah, I think that's a really good one. And also accepting that maybe people around you that they have to accept as well that the situation may not be resolved. It's one thing if it's just you or and it's an internal thing, but if it involves other people that even if I like come to a place where I'm like, okay, this situation just is what it is. Yeah. If it's involving other people, they may not be of that same mindset or understanding or at that place. Yes. I've learned to just be okay with, okay, I may be alone and by myself in this and accepting it and they'll, they'll get to that point or they may never get to that point. You know what it is with that? Cause I, I think I might be going through something similar right now. And it's like when you've resolved it, but other people like still want to have conversations about it. That's the part that gets me because it's like, I've kind of made my peace about this. I don't want to give that thing any more engagement. You know, I just want to be done with it. But when it's other people, like you can't tell them how to handle certain situations. <laughs> and so it's like, you really have to protect your peace at that point and be like, you know what, maybe I'm not responding to this or, you know, just let them know, hey, I don't have the capacity for that right now like I'm finding that I really have to be stern with those boundaries even when I don't say hey I can't deal with this right now just like ignoring things you know mm-hmm. and just just letting them be I don't have to respond to everything um yeah because because my peace is more important um you deal with it how you want to deal with it but if I've resolved it I can't be interacting with it so I think just because we're talking about peace my next one would be that sometimes your peace is more important than being right and And um, honestly, like if you're really right, like over time, people will see that you're right anyway you know? So I think we have this tendency to want to like defend ourselves. Like if somebody says something, you want to go and defend yourself, which is natural. And I'm not saying, Hey, don't defend yourself. This is, this is personal. These are lessons that I (laughs) have learned, Uh, you know, just like kind of reflecting on who I am as a person, but you have that tendency to want to defend and defend and defend. But at a certain point, it's like when you're in the right and the other person is so much like in the wrong, you're at this point wasting your valuable time, you're sacrificing your peace just to defend again, probably to somebody who doesn't like care or doesn't want to understand. So um, yeah, that's what I would say is like your your peace is way more important than that. I've kind of run into situations where people are a little bit hypocritical. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, people who are hypocrites, like, I think 
sometimes they know they're being hypocritical, but oh, of course <laughs> they don't care to change. And even if they're the type of person who's like, oh, I didn't know I was being hypocritical. Once you bring that to them, they're still not going to change. So it's like there, there's just no point in you like continuously talking about something because you're like, I know I'm right. You mm-hmm. kind of just have to like take that L in the moment because long term, you're really going to get the W. Yeah. And there is, I think sometimes a cost, not literal, but mm-hmm. sometimes there is a cost that you pay in beating a dead horse to be right. Yeah. The extra stress, time wasted, and then just maybe how others perceive you in this situation of whatever it is. If you yes. just, if, it, if it's taking you out of character, if you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do, you're just kind of jeopardizing how the person who you may esteem is really important or the situation that's important. Mm-hmm. Now you're jeopardizing your own maybe character and value just to prove a point and just to be right. And like you said, long-term, usually time within anything will reveal what needs to happen. And that I've also learned that too, that you don't always have to be the one to reveal things or to be right about things. Right. <laughs> it's not that I'm going around holding information to myself, but I've learned to just either let time or let certain things play out. And I could think of my head like, I saw this coming. I was right. <laughs> And not in a spiteful way, but I don't always need to be the messenger or carrying the torch of this is what needs to be done or I'm right about this. Yeah, you know, it's funny. This is on a much smaller scale, but we recently had a photo shoot and (laughs) our brand colors. uh, If you go to our Instagram page, you'll see they're like pink, burgundy-ish, like a cream white. Anyway, those are our brand colors. So I had this outfit picked out and my red, was a little bit too red. And um, Yosha saw it. She was like, I think that might be too red. And I was like, oh no, girl, it's good. <laughs> it's not too red. And then we tried on that particular outfit and it was definitely like a few shades too red. And so like while you were talking, I was thinking about that. Of course, it's on a smaller scale, but mm-hmm. Yosha, you know, she didn't go back and forth with me about, oh no, it is too, it is too light. You know, mine is darker mm-hmm. or whatever. She was just like, oh, okay. And then guess what? We found out. <laughs> you know what I thought? I'm like, she knows the skirt better than I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, the pictures will be the final judge. <laughs> right. And it just, to me, like that red. So red's my favorite color. So I have a lot of different red things. And that particular item of clothing is darker than most of the reds that I have. So I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be dark. Child. It might, yeah. I might as well have been a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. I, I've evolved to a place in womanhood where I'll say my piece on something or I'll give my opinion in the moment. It could be something small. Small, it could be a major situation. Yeah. But I will usually just say something once and then just let it, unless unless it would be life threatening, of course. Right. But right. I'll let things play out. And I'm I've learned that I conserve energy in that way. If it works out that I was right, I was right. But then I'm not going back and forth with the people in my life about things that really aren't that big of a deal. Right. It's giving um big, if you like it, I love it energy. <laughs> 
(laughs) Basically. It's necessary sometimes. My next lesson that I've learned in womanhood is that your lifestyle and the ability to be flexible has value that could be potentially equal or higher than of money. And with this lesson, for me in particular, it would apply to career, education, and just overall like time commitments um, that we take on throughout life. Mm -hmm. And when I was earlier on in my career, one of the things that I didn't think about in my early 20s was the job or career workforce that I was signing up for. What would be my lifestyle in working that job? Mm. This was something that I thought about later on. You know, when you're in college, you're thinking, oh, I may work a nine to five. Even if you want to start a business, most people may not start it right out of school. You may go work for someone else first. Yeah. But for me, I didn't think, oh, okay, working in a corporate America setting that, you know, this is going to be a good 50 hours a week. It's kind Mm. of rare that you find a company that really understands work-life balance. And so as I've gotten older, I've realized that when you're trying to decide what you want to do, maybe not Mm -hmm. your entire life, but say just the next five to seven years to really think about the time commitments and not even just work. It could be schooling. It could be hobbies, commitments that you've made to family members, whatever it may be, your time and flexibility in your just overall lifestyle does have value. And it's just something to think about when you commit yourself to different things. For me, it was work, the type of work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and me just learning that the money and the salary, you know, there are other perks outside of that in terms of lifestyle yeah. that, you know, maybe I would pick a different job or a different company to go work for. That's just something that I I had to learn through experience. Yeah, it's something I think about every day because um, so in academia, it's a, a big thing where uh, most people know like people in academia don't make the most money and the requirements and like the amount of time that academia requires of you, it could never like pay you like mm-hmm. what your time is actually worth um, or at least for most people, they don't ever get to that point. And so, um, yeah, it's something that I, I'm constantly thinking about, like, okay, what lifestyle do you want when you get this PhD? What options do you have so that you're not in a position where you're like, oh man, it's such a like major like trade-off, the life that I want versus the life that I have to live because of whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think that's an amazing one. And I think people in every stage of their life should consider that. So, you know, obviously we're like late 20s, early 30s. 30s, but I think it's something that people who are younger should consider or people who've been working for a while who are in their 40s, 50s, like it's never too late to consider that because you mm-hmm. only have one one life and the Lord only knows how like long or short it's going to be. So you want to make sure that you make those decisions that you are pleased with um, in the end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish that that was something that universities talked about more mm-hmm. in terms of maybe career counseling. Hmm. I mean, you have the, I don't want to say extremes, but I think we all know that doctors work long hours. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's a big time com- commitment to even get to that point. But even a career such as being a school teacher, mm-hmm. they put in so many hours, you know, you have to have the passion for it. And it's beyond a nine to five. But I don't know that when you're going through that academia process that they're really explaining to you like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, if you take on doing X, these are the type of hours 
towards your work or maybe it's a job where you work overnight. What does that look like for you over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I've been seeing so much on Twitter. People are like, oh, I, I, I quit my PhD program. I dropped out of this, you know, and some people are happy about it. Some people are like, I'm actually devastated. Some people are doing it only because, you know, of like tension between them and their advisors. But it just, you know, seeing it so many times on your timelines, like, dang, you know, like, what do they know that I don't? Or, you know, what did they experience that maybe I haven't? Is it coming for me? So it makes you think. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm glad that those people are making the decisions that are best for them in their life, because I don't think society applauds it, or at least historically, society hasn't. It's like, girl, that's a good job. You better keep it. Or, you know, oh, that's a good path. You better stay on it. It's like, yeah, but I'm miserable. So <laughs> what right. do you want me to do? You get there and then now what? Right, exactly. Everybody else is proud of the accomplishment. You're just like, you know, I could have been doing other things. And now I feel like I'm behind on what I really wanted to go after. Mm-hmm. I could go two ways based on the things that you said. <laughs> I think I'll go the purpose route. So I come from a religious background where like when I was coming up, purpose was the big word. I mean, everybody was like, oh, I want to find my purpose. I want to do my purpose, purpose this, purpose that. Did did you read The Purpose Driven Life? Oh, I mean... I can't even tell you how many times, like, because there are different versions of it. So when I graduated high school, I think I got like three copies of The Purpose Driven Life for graduates. And then um, at one church, we had to do The Purpose Driven Life. Like, I guess they have like a church version so we could understand the vision of the church. And so, yeah, purpose it was a big like buzzword, I would say at that time. And like, as I've grown older, I think the flaw, I'm not knocking those books at all. I know it sounded like it, <laughs> but... I'm actually not knocking those books out. I think they're they're useful to an extent. But one critique that I would have is just that I think those teachings kind of limit people so that they're thinking, oh, I have this one purpose. And I don't think that's how life works. Like 10 years ago, I would have said, oh yeah, I think this is my purpose. And it was at that time to like move in that particular direction because had I not, then I wouldn't be where I am. But if you look at my life, 10 years from now in my life now you'll see like it's not the same thing like I'm not working on the same things um I'm not pursuing the same things it's just it's different so I think one thing that I've learned is that perhaps you have different purposes at different times in your life and that's been really like useful for me because it's freed me from things that no longer serve me you know it's Mm. freed me from things where I'm like okay I've like squeezed all the juice out of this and I think this season of my life is done. Um, so I'm going to head on to the next thing. But I think when you're like, oh, but this is my purpose. Like I believe like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It kind of like keeps you within a box that maybe you don't have to be in. Um, so yeah, I think somebody online phrased it as, oh, well, you have one purpose, but many assignments. But even that, I'm just like, I don't know if I like that <laughs> still. Um, because the assignments, if I even look at my own life, have been so drastically different from one time to another time period that Mm -hmm. I I can't fit them within that same purpose. So I think it's okay to say, hey, there are many purposes. You are living your whole life, not just for one single thing. Like you have many talents. Your reach is going to expand as you get older and network more and do all the things. So you don't limit yourself to just thinking
thinking you have one purpose and that's it. Free yourself a little bit. Yeah, because I'd imagine that that would feel like a big undertaking Mm -hmm. to figure out what is the one thing that I'm supposed to be doing, say, from the time you're an adult, 18 until, call it, you live into 100. Yeah. That doesn't seem feasible. (laughs) Yeah. And it it just, there's just so much life to live. You um, can probably impact so many more lives not thinking in that way. Uh, So yeah, I think it's something, if you were someone who grew up in the same type of spaces that I did, and you Mm -hmm. heard that purpose buzzword, and you (laughs) read the purpose books and all of that stuff, you know, just just keep that in mind. Like it's so it's okay for one chapter to close Mm -hmm. and the next one open and you can call them different purposes. Like it's okay. Got it. My next lesson would be that I've learned that just because things are different Mm -hmm. from what I may have envisioned, what I've experienced, different from the way that I was raised, that doesn't mean that it's bad or wrong. Hmm. And I kind of touched on this in our Dating Outside of Your Culture episode, Mm -hmm. where for me, you know, marrying into a family of a different cultural background, I've experienced things that are different. And I think in my early adulthood, before I had the chance to travel as much obviously going off to school you're around many different types of people joining the workforce I I think my mind was more open than it actually was in terms of accepting things or people that were just very different from me oh you thought it was open but it really wasn't yeah now you see okay (laughs) yeah I thought I was way more open way more understanding Hmm. and I'm not saying that I thought that I was closed off right it's just in my younger adulthood I think I may have jumped to the conclusion like oh well maybe that isn't as good as the way I would have done it or the way I was raised because I think it's natural to feel that your way your understanding is the best way or the right way even in even in terms of culture you you know there there's good to have a sense of pride but even that feeling of well we do it the best way or the brightest way just knowing not to take that to an extreme. And I think for me, just exploring, traveling, engaging in relationships and friendships with people who are different from me has helped me evolve to a place where I can experience and try different things without always jumping to a comparison of, is it better or worse? It just is. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. It just is. I'm I'm experiencing that in that moment or that person or relationship, whatever it is. and that's okay. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I think um, <laughs> some people act like their world crumbles when they hear, hey, it doesn't have to be your way. It's like, ooh, <laughs> what? That's radical. <laughs> um, well, on certain things, like how you make your potato salad, your mac and cheese. I'm just kidding. No, you're kidding, but really. <laughs> but yeah, um, potato salad is a big, is a big deal. <laughs> Why did you think of that example? I don't know, because you were saying like world's crumbling and, you know, depending on certain functions you go to, you know, people want to know like yeah. it's made, what was stone in it. Even in that case, like I would just be like, oh, interesting. You know, like if you have like craisins or something in your process, I'd be like, oh my gosh, what an innovative idea. And then I just wouldn't put any on my plate because... <laughs> 
Um, no offense to anybody who puts craisins. That's just not how, um, not saying my way is better. It's just um, not something that I would want to try. That wasn't much better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the last one that I would end off with for this episode, we have a few more. So there might be a part two of lessons we've learned. And I think that's a good thing. I think we've been very um, attentive <laughs> uh, to the lessons we've learned and the things that we've experienced and, you know, have taken things from that hopefully have made us better women but um the one that I would end off with is invest in people so when you were talking about hey like your lifestyle might be more important than the dollar amount or whatever I was thinking about that because I think oftentimes people sacrifice their relationships with people or their investment in people because they're like well I have to invest in myself and my bank account and my future and my this And so I think one of the things that I'm constantly learning, because of course you have your own drive and you want to succeed, you want to hit certain milestones. But one of the things that I'm always learning is to make sure that you invest in people. There is such a a bigger return on investment I've seen in the lives of other people who are close to me when you invest in people rather than things like things can't love you back. I can say this as someone who's getting a doctorate, like degrees won't love you back. Okay. But the people who you invest in, like that's what's going to be most important. And I want, I worry about like the society in which we live because I think it is very much like uh, rise and grind or <laughs> hustle, hustle, get, hustle. Right, hustle, 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 get to the bag. And um, that's all great, but you have to, or I would highly recommend taking the time to have conversations with your family members. Um, call that friend back see how they're doing you know what I'm saying Uh, Mm -hmm. because those are the things like when you're I don't know how old and you're I don't know maybe sitting in a nursing home those are the people who might come and visit you you know so you'll have company for that day Mm -hmm. or you know you need a helping hand or you just need company those are the people who are going to be around you and who are going to fill your life with joy Uh, Mm -hmm. money well money to an extent can let's be honest but I think there's an emptiness that comes when and you don't invest in people, especially for like young people coming up. Sometimes I see them and they're just like, oh, I don't want to hang with these people. I don't want to talk to anybody. And as an introvert, I get it. But you just have to be mindful about how mm-hmm. much you do that because you're cheating yourself out of, you know, great experiences, great encounters by doing that. So yeah, invest in people. Yeah, I love that. And you gave the nursing home example, but even just staying connected with people regularly Mm -hmm. it gives you access to more brain power and just maneuvering through life and being able to run things by people and yes that sense of connectedness those memories it makes me think of last year and how Mm. all we had (laughs) was Netflix and our memories okay to get us through that year and it was invaluable Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that in the time leading up to that, I was able to maintain those friendships. And so that during that time, I was able to think about more positive things, even though we were just stuck in the house. So yeah, especially if you're someone who lives alone, right? Like I can imagine that last year, not having close relationships might have taken a larger toll on people unlike that. And to to the same vein, I want to say like, you know, try not to burn bridges, uh, just 
because like you never know who you need yes but also like does that bring people joy <laughs> like to, to burp just like why why y'all do that tell me <laughs> I have my my theories on that but I feel like I'll save that for offline <laughs> But yeah, um, so it's it's just important, like Miosha was saying, you you don't, you can't ever know everything. So like if you've invested in people and you're like, hey, I have a question, they're more likely to get back to you if you've invested um, like kindness or, you know, uh, if you've been a listening ear to them at some point or you've been a resource for them at some point, I think they're more likely to invest their time in you and give you the answers that you're looking for and help you become better tomorrow. So, yeah. And I just say as well, next week when after the episode releases, I'd love for our audience to head over to our Instagram page, shameless plug again. (laughs) I'm really interested in seeing and hearing the lessons that you ladies have learned as you transitioned into womanhood. A part of this platform is yes, us talking, engaging and having our girl chat Mm -hmm. weekly. But I think it's also us sharing information and getting connected with you all. So make sure you head over to our Instagram page next week once we're on our stories and we're interacting with you all. Absolutely. So maybe we'll do a part two because we do have a few more things that we haven't said. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And if you love what you've heard, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Also, as Miosha stated, our time together does not have to end here. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. Until next time, bye. Bye.